0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
1: Mighty Main Street is a business show about our small businesses in Salt Lake County and the state of Utah. These extraordinary business owners share their journeys of how they're thriving in today's business environment. Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism make this program possible. Justina, thank you for joining us today. I have Justina Parsons Bernstein, and she is with the Utah State Parks Dark Sky Initiative. And I am so excited to talk to you about this, Justina. In fact, I just want to let you know. Uh, for my birthday i told my husband i wanted a telescope and i don't i just think he he just couldn't get his head around it so i got golf clothes instead but i still want my telescope (laughs) i still want my telescope i can't wait to hear about the initiative i can't wait to hear about the tours because i definitely am going to join one of them and the other thing is is that how many more dark sky places that we've opened up in the state of utah so justine welcome and you're the director of this initiative is that correct
2: I am, for, the, for Utah State Parks. Now, you know, we've got many sister organizations like our national parks and some communities, and uh, there's a county park, uh, North, Fork State, uh, North Fork County Park there, and, and um, even a sanctuary. So we have uh, many allies in this uh, effort. But I am, yes, the coordinator of the Utah State Parks
1: Dark Sky Initiative. What a cool job is that. How did that happen?
2: It, it came from the ground up from our managers because they are the ones who attended a meeting in 2015 down in the Colorado Plateau area. And there was a gathering of state park and national park colleagues, and they were talking about needing to steward the dark skies. And from that, um, you know, as we talked about last time, your listeners re- will remember that the first ever international dark sky park was Natural Bridges National Monument, which is in Utah. And they were saying we need more of these, and our people were inspired at the time it was Christmas White down at Dead Horse uh, uh, Point State Park, and also uh, Nathan Martinez and James Wells from Goblin Valley State Park, and they came to me and said, hey, we want to share this with um, our state parks uh, managers, and I said, let's let's do this for a training, and in 2015, and it took off, Ten Parks came to me at that time and said, hey, we want to do this, and that's when that took off.
1: My goodness, you were in the right place at the right time.
2: (laughs) yes well i do many other things for state parks this is just one of my jobs but uh you know i support most education and uh efforts and it's, i just get to do a, a lot of really fun and interesting things like this but i do have great news i think since the last time you talked we have two, we, we talked I, we have two new international dark sky parks which are Fremont indian and gooseneck state parks wow. and we might have just slipped uh, those in right when we talked last time but um anyway now utah state park's has 10 international dark sky parks in really? our system. That's more than any other state park system in the world. And that brings Utah's total to 23 international dark sky places around the state. And there's only like a hundred in the whole world and Utah has 23 of them. So, you know, we're, we're just leading the world in this. And the reason that is, is that we're high, high, in elevation, we're dry in atmosphere, so there's not so much to look through looking up at the skies. And also, we have many, many areas that are away from dense population where there's a lot of light uh, going up into the sky that ruins our looks at the stars. And so, uh, and we're and even ones that are close, like we've talked about before, the, the mountains uh, provide nice buffers to block a uh, considerable amount of that light pollution out. So anyway, so much fun here in Utah. You're in the preeminent place in the world to view dark skies uh, and with so much activity here.
1: I'm, I'm I'm thrilled. It's like Utah just keeps popping up with these amazing gems. It's like this beautiful state keeps showing us other sides to it, and this is certainly one of them. What is the Utah State Park system doing to really get all of us involved in this and to turn this into a form of tourism, if you will, but especially for the locals as well?
2: You know, and this is what I love about, protecting our starry night skies is that this is such a boon to our rural economies because that's where our darkest places are and the stars don't they don't fade with the seasons right so this is a good all year round uh it's called astrotourism a good all year round tourism draw for our rural communities and what what do we do to promote it well one of these things is just like i'm doing with you today is i give quite a few interviews about this in fact just yesterday down at fremont indian state park there was an international meeting Media crew down there that's aimed at Chinese audiences around the world that also uh, broadcasts all around the world in multiple languages. They were there and did an all-day segment. Um, Fremont Indian State Park is so interesting because they have dark sky uh, programs that don't just rely. Like, let's say you, one of the things that forces us is if we get a, a clouds roll in and we can't look through our telescope at the sky but uh, at Freelon Indian State Park they have several different kinds of dark sky programs. One is a scorpion safari where you go out and you look at, for scorpions and they're very light sensitive creatures and you learn about how they fit in the ecosystem and you, we see them in their natural environment. In fact, they're so light sensitive that they don't come out under a full moon that's too intense for them, so light pollution affects them as well. And then just when we're done looking for scorpions, we come back and the constellation Scorpius is rising in the sky and we tie that beautiful scorpion in the sky get the scorpions on the ground and start looking at constellations. And that, that's a really fun activity. And then uh, another thing they have there that is so cool is that people have been observing and marking down their observations and interactions with the celestial objects for over a 1,000 years because they're written on – there's over 5,000 rock panels rock art panels, rock imagery panels at Fremont Indian State Park. And many, we think, record actual movements of the sun and the moon and the stars and uh, that's an ongoing study down there that's been going on for about um, four years, and it will continue to go on. So that that international media organization was treated to that, all that variety of stuff yesterday. And then later on this afternoon, I am someone from Australia, from their Department of Natural Resources, is calling me to ask about the Utah State Park Dark Sky Initiative to fold it into their plans for protecting and stewarding dark skies. So, uh, and then of course we have in the era of COVID, we haven't been able to have our in-person fun events that we want to get you out to, but we've had really fun virtual events that people could tune in live to Facebook or Instagram and uh, watch along. As we remember, we talked about the Great Conjunction last time, and that was a live event, but we've had many, many more since. And if anybody wants to go back and view those, because they're still fun to, to view, you can just go to any of the Facebook pages of any of the parks that are dark sky parks, and I can list those for you at the end of the, at the, end of the segment. But um, you can just look on their videos for their pages, and you can go back and look at all those fun virtual programs. And we'll still probably continue to roll virtual programs until Utah State Parks are allowed to actually offer in- in-person Uh, events which is not quite yet so um stay tuned though and we have high hopes that we'll be able to do that but even if you've got to get your own telescope because it's so much fun there are events coming up that whether or not we're having formal uh in-person programs we'll probably have some virtual programs around um you know there's a total lunar eclipse coming up in this month may 26th and it happens in the wee hours of the the night but um and will probably set till before we see the full eclipse but still fun to look at and follow as you see that uh, shadow start to cross the moon and you know everybody's eclipse click crazy since the uh, total solar eclipse uh, a few years ago and then there's always it's always there's another conjunction happening it's uh, between venus and mars and that's going to be in july i think july 13th but that one's going to be harder to see because the conjunction happens just after sunset and we don't um, it's still viewable, but you've got to be careful not to look at the sun, right? You never want to look directly at the sun, not with your, your bare eyes or but through binoculars or through a telescope. Sometimes there are filters uh, for telescopes, but you need to make sure that there's a filter, a special filter on that uh, solar but that's another event to look forward to and then there's Polly, is a great, great show, it's the Perseid Meteor Shower in uh, August and I was out there last August on Antelope Island for the Perseid Meteor Shower and there were, so, there were people tucked into every nook and cranny, staking out their own space to watch the Perseid Meteor Shower last year too um, and it's just really fun to get out to our dark places to, to look at those meteor showers. Now, you have to be a late night bug because those Um, those meteor showers are best viewed between midnight and like four in the morning. So (gasps) you have to commit, you have to commit that it's, it's worth it. I've been out and seen when I was at Goosenecks uh, last October for the meteor shower that was going on, then I saw over 100 meteors because I was doing some dark sky work. Um, I saw like uh, 80 or 60 the first night and 40 the next night. So it's worth it, you know. And I, and I always ooh and ah every time. Everybody else is sleeping in the whole campground. And I was out there doing some night photography for uh, one of our applications for Dark sky Park. And I was oohing and ahhing. And I always have to shush myself that I can never contain my enthusiasm because I'm always like, oh, ah, there's not falling right there? You know, it's, it's still, even after all this time, I'm still wild by that.
1: Didn't you go wake him up? I mean, wasn't at the point of oh, them no, being out no, there? No, no, no.
2: You don't want to pound <laughs> on the door and say, hey, wake up. There's a <laughs> <It's laughs> falling out here.
1: Justina, we're going to just take a quick break. I have Justina Parsons Bernstein with me, and she's with the Utah State Parks, and she's over the Dark Sky Initiative. We'll be right back. If you want to hear this interview again, download the KSL News Radio app or listen anywhere you find great podcasts. Just search Mighty Main Street. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.